Hello and welcome to the Alien Minute Podcast, the daily podcast where we carefully dissect the movie Alien one minute at a time. I'm John Ingle. And I'm Mitch Bryan. And Minute 42 begins with Parker saying, it's got a wonderful defense system. And ends up with him saying, the sooner we patch this thing up and get out of here. But he doesn't say it gives me the creeps. That's next. That's in the next minute. And we have Crystal Beth back with us again today. How are you doing today, Crystal? Oh, better than ever. All right. Well, should we just get right into the minute? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so we're in the middle of the scene here. We're still dealing with the pin, the smoking. We have the smoking pin here. I was going to throw out a, a kind of a groaner of a reference here, Mitch, and ask you <laughs> when uh, when uh, Dallas says, here's your pin back. Is that a sly reference to Dan O'Bannon's character in Dark Star? I don't know, but in Dan O'Bannon's script, it does have the word pen back. He says he gives him his pen back. So maybe it is Dan O'Bannon being snarky on the snark. That's funny. Oh, snark, Mitch. Wow. He brought the snark back in. With that line, I like uh, when he's like, here's your pen back. And he's like, uh, uh, (laughs) uh. He's like, that's my last pen. I don't have a pen now. What's an engineer without his pen? I remember that got a huge laugh when I saw it the first time. You know, the the Parker line buttons everything up. It sort of makes it real. Yeah, you know, it's that's its defense system. And as you're pondering that idea, and Dallas gives him the pen back, and he just looks at it, you know, it got this crazy laugh from the audience because they needed to release that tension because they'd just been running all around, you know, trying to stop everything. Well, I, I think it, it it kind of begs the question: What would you do with that pen if somebody handed it back to you? I kind of feel I kind of feel for it. Like you don't put it back in your pocket. Definitely not. I'm still smoking. Just, you don't set it on a table. And if that's exactly his sure. favorite pen, oh. I don't know about you guys, but I have a Uniball pen that, whenever it runs out of ink, I buy one of the exact same one. I write all my stand-up notes in this one pen. I can't use any other pen. If someone was like Crystal. Give me your pen so I can stick it in this acid. I'd be like, no. <laughs> and then if they handed it back to me, there would be a little mourning. Yeah. A little little bit of mourning. I'm pretty attached to some pens myself. Um, I, I can feel that for sure. Yeah. But, man, Harry Dean Stanton's performance here, it, like we were talking about in the last minute, his just adding that levity, he just adds a little bit of levity. Like you said, Mitch, we had this – this is a pretty tense scene we had building up to this point. <laughs> Where, as the audience member, like you said, back when, when you first saw the movie, Mitch, and you had no idea what acid blood, I mean, what did you think? Did we talk about this before? I can't remember. But what did you think when that squirted out and started burning through the floor? Genius. Absolute genius. It didn't confuse you for a moment? You immediately went, this is brilliant. Nah, I went, this is brilliant. Nice. That's, that's great. It's a sure. pretty yeah. simple visual concept. And I think that's what's so great about it. It makes you think. It, it doesn't give you... Anything else to have to concentrate on, look at, listen to, worry about, you know, movie magic. There it goes. I, even at the young age that I watched it before knowing that I wanted to get into film, I remember the, because I feel like I watch movies really good. Like I know some people are bad at watching movies and they just don't get anything. I think I'm very good at watching movies and which is just, I'm so full of myself, but I I remember watching that and watching the blood spit out of the 
leg and I was like, or arm. And I was like, that is so cool. That's so smart. Like, wow. How would they even think about that? The blood is like a defense thing. And that's so cool. And it's going to sink through the ship. And like, now they can't cut it off his face. And now what are they going to do? I thought it was a really smart way to keep everything moving without being really heavy handed. Well, yeah. And it cues you to the fact that the filmmakers are thinking about this stuff. Yeah. So I don't have to think about this stuff. I can just go on the ride and, and it's, you know you're in good hands. I think you know you're in good hands about 30 seconds into this movie. You know that, that yeah. they're, they're in control and you can just, you know, hang on. Here we go. Well, this is, I think, one of the – it's one of the best twists in movie history to me that this acid blood appears because we're already terrified. We're already worried. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy situation that this guy's got this thing hugging his face. We don't know exactly what it's doing. But uh, – it's terrifying, but when this happens, it's the classic. It's good. It's the classic writing of writing a, you into a corner. Like we've been now put into a predicament with the with the crew. What the fuck are we gonna do? I mean, there's just no answer ready for. It. There's absolutely no way anybody sat there and went, "Well, what you do is, I mean, we'll get we we'll get an answer." Or we, I guess, we had an answer. Prosed. We talked about this a lot last week, Crystal. Parker mm-hmm. Parker's very adamant about freezing. Now, this isn't a, a solution, but it's a good solution for at least safety's sake for the time being of, of freezing it. But otherwise, yeah. we have no answer here at all. And yep. that's going to leave us now in these next few minutes. Uh, it, it's, a, it's an uncomfortable situation, and that's where we should be, and that's just good writing. Yeah, it leaves us in this really nice place of suspense. The new idea has been presented to us. We know how lethal it is. We get a little joke with Harry Dean looking at his pen. And then the movie changes gears and we move into uh, you know a new sequence in the film, really. Uh, we go down to engineering and the, the lens is being hit square on by this blue light that just spreads this glow across the screen. And it's one of those tricks, you know, where they're constantly pointing the camera straight into the light. So you get lens flares and there's sparks flying and everybody's working on trying to fix this stuff. And you see Parker and Brett working together and this is yeah. one of those two or three shots uh or two or three scenes when we're in engineering that he's clearly covering with two cameras so you get a couple different sizes but they're really simple and really immediate and these guys are doing what they always do they're complaining yeah i have in my notes i have whiny working guys i love them they just ring true i find in most movies when you have the the blue collar people complaining. It's all the things that I would too be complaining about. <laughs> like, well, we shouldn't be here. We shouldn't have done this. We shouldn't have gone here. And it's like, yep, nope, you shouldn't have, but you did. And now you're here and keep popping your gum. I love it. <laughs> you have the classic back and forth. Um, Crystal, I used to work in, in factories and steel mills and things. And these guys, this is just like the guys I used to work with where you just say the same things back and forth to each other. One guy says, well, we shouldn't have come here. And the other guy goes, yep. Shouldn't have landed on this damn ball. I could tell you know, just repeating yeah. each other. It's just, <laughs> no new information being added with what you're saying. You're just repeat and repeat. Of course, Brett tends to repeat Parker anyway, but right. uh, it's not unique to him. That's this is the way people complain. Blue collar people complain at work, and it's yep. it's an interesting moment though. But Mitch, I was going to ask you that. What exactly are we adding to the story here by taking the time to do this again? Because we've seen this complaint. We've seen this dynamic with them. We've seen them working. Uh, I think this whole sequence is kind of umbrellaed by how do we get out of here? Right. And 
yeah. it's going to climax with them getting out of here. And right. so I think that's where this little sequence starts. The engine kind of shifts gears, and and so we we make sure the audience remembers we're stuck here and we need to get off of this rock. If you didn't have and that we scene, don't like it. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't have that scene, it's quite possible that when the time comes for them to take off, we'd be like, yeah, okay. But it's a problem, and it's embracing the fact right now that it's a problem, and it's going to set up a big argument that's going to happen later on between Ripley and Dallas. I like being reminded. I know it's a it's a simple thing in a movie, but to be like, no, this is an urgent thing because I'm watching something. Like I'm being entertained by a movie. It's nice to be reminded in it, like, oh, there is definitely an urgency. I'm just sitting in a theater looking at the or sitting on my couch watching. But as soon as someone's like, oh, I gotta get out of here, I'm like, yeah, that's right. You, you gotta get out. You gotta go. We don't want to see this alien. And not to sound formulaic, but one of the things that's interesting is almost every movie between minute 40 and 45, somewhere in there, you have at least one, if not multiple, recapitulations of what's just happened, where we are, where are the stakes, you know, what has changed versus minute 25, for example. And I don't know why, but it always seems to happen 40 to 45 minutes in, you have a couple of these scenes that really spell out what's going on. Right, and, and we haven't seen these engineers do any engineering since... They reported back with the damage report, right? So we really did need the reminder of the ship's status uh, as being, we need to fix this thing before we can leave this place that we just found out is a horror show. So, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a good that, good call. That's a good way to, to describe the, nece the necessity of this scene. All right, does anybody have anything else for this minute? Uh, that, I'm, I can't wait for the next one. Okay, well, uh, Crystal, you want to remind the listeners where they can find you on the Internet? Yes. If you want to follow me on Twitter, my Twitter handle is at the Crystal Beth. If you want to follow me on Twitch, you can. I play a lot of video games. It's twitch.tv slash Ms. Sparkle Diamond, MS Sparkle Diamond. And if you want to listen to my podcast, we record live at twitch.tv uh, slash Unlimited Lives Radio every Thursday at 515. And it's a lot of fun. We give away video games. Great. And you can find us at alienminute.com or you can follow us. Uh, at Alien Minute Pod on Twitter. We're also on Instagram at Alien Minute Podcast, and you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And please leave us a review there. It's very helpful. Also wanted to uh, mention the Goodfellas Minute that I forgot to mention yesterday. Uh, just want to give a shout out. That show has completed its run, but you can always go back and listen, and it's a great one. So check that out, and we'll see you tomorrow for minute number 43.